Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Well, hello everyone and welcome to show number 330 from Engage for Success. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the value of understanding our strengths. I'm Jo Moffitt, uh, I'm host for the next half hour and I am co-strategy director and a volunteer for the Engage for Success movement. And to help us look at today's topic, um, I'm very pleased to welcome as, uh, as this week's guests, Michelle Deeks and Martin Galton. Uh, Michelle and Martin are founders of Work Positive, and uh, they're going to be telling us a little bit more about uh, their approach and how, the, how important it is for us to understand our strengths uh, to really improve people's engagement in the work that they do. And of course, from a, an employer's perspective, um, ensure that our people are working to their you know, to their best. So uh, welcome to the show, Michelle and Martin. Thank Hello, you. it's lovely to be here. Good, good to have you with us. Um, can we can we kick off very briefly, um, just with a little bit of a, a potted biog from each of you? So um, perhaps we'll start with you, Michelle. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, you know where you where you've come from? Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I'm a, an occupational psychologist, chartered occupational psychologist, um, and uh, I guess um, I've, we've been using positive psychology in the way we apply our solutions for, for quite a while now. So um, my interest started from a traditional oxyc uh, background, um, mm -hmm. but in terms of the work I do now, it's combining that with the uh, field, the, the the findings from the field of positive psychology. Okay, rightio. And and what about you, Martin? Similar background yeah. or something different? Yeah, very similar, actually. Yeah, um, often we can combine our introductions because they're so similar. We used to work at an occupational psychology consultancy together in Oxford a number of mm -hmm. years ago, and actually we've, we've uh, worked together under the Work Positive banner for for about 13 years yeah. or something like that now, so qu quite a while. Quite a while. Right, righto. And Work Positive, Martin, perhaps you could just, uh, is, that, is it just the two of you or is it broader than that? So it's the two of us who run the business. Uh, we have a team of associates who help us deliver client work around the world as and when there, there's a need to, to do that on larger projects. So, yeah, we, we, um, we do kind of uh, a lot of stuff hands-on ourselves, um, but we have a wider mm -hmm. team that we, we enjoy working with when there's an opportunity as well. So often working okay. with larger organisations around uh, things around well-being and um, how to, to make the best of strengths to improve engagement and uh, performance. Yeah. So a okay, range of things. Great. Right, and that's what we're going to be going to be talking about for the next half hour. Um, interesting, you talk about around the world because although Engage for Success is a UK-based social movement, and uh, as you and our listeners will know, we're all about raising awareness of the importance of employee engagement and shining a light on best practice. Um, and although um, the vast majority, or the, no, not the vast majority, actually the majority of our listeners are UK-based. Um, we certainly have listeners to our radio show from around the world, and we certainly have a considerable number of visits to our website from outside of the UK. So, you know, there's often an in international flavour to some of the conversations that we have and some of the work that our radio show guests do. So um, perhaps we can start off by um, asking you to just define your terms for our listeners. What, what do we actually mean by uh, strengths awareness? What, what, it, what is that? Mm, that's yeah that's a good question well I think for us um, it's about having an understanding of who you are at your best um, mm -hmm. what is it you love to do and that you're great at what are those qualities 
um, that you almost can't help but do that, that sort of shape who you are at your best. So we're not talking about skills and knowledge. We're talking right. about those underlying qualities. Okay. And, and how, how does one go about discovering that? I mean, you were, you were just framing that as a question, you know, what are your strengths? You know, um, how, how would one go about discovering what my strengths are, for example? Yeah, there's a range of ways, actually, and I think the default way for a lot of people is to uh, take an online questionnaire and, and mm -hmm. to go through that process and then have a report that comes out the end that gives them some kind of insight around what those strengths are. And, and those can be very useful. There's lots of um, those opportunities around now. Obviously, the, the, the Gallup Strengths Finder is probably the, the most well-known around the world, and VIA, which is the, a free uh, online questionnaire that's um, been very well developed as well. So there are things like mm -hmm. that at one end. Mm -hmm. Um, at the other end, actually, it could be as simple as uh, taking the opportunity to ask that question of people who know you best in different mm -hmm. kind of contexts, um, from work and home, for example, to, back, to ask them and to reflect for yourself about when do you feel like you're coming alive, what feels like it energizes you, so when are you performing well, but also when you're getting that emotional kind of payback around the activities you're involved in, um, because for us, that's, that's the key part of it and something that's often missed. Um, in a very rational way that we often approach work is to, to not notice as much as we might about um, the emotional impact on us of the things that we're doing. And they mm -hmm. can be the telltale signs of when our strengths are at play. So you can, you can take a very sort of structured approach to it or you can take a more um, organic approach. And the approach that we most often take uh, is somewhere in the middle where we provide a bit of a framework for people to hang their hat, if you like, around which strengths they think uh, are theirs or others if they mm -hmm. actually sometimes we ask people to reflect back on the strengths that they're seeing in other people um, mm -hmm. and we often find that there can be uh, a, a discomfort in a way around the, the language to use if, if we're not used to being asked those kind of questions around our strengths it can mm -hmm. be a bit difficult to pin down what they are so we find it, it very helpful to provide some kind of taxonomy or structure around that conversation that helps people to say, well, actually, I think it, it's more this and, and less that, uh, if that mm. makes sense. Just to no, it does. And interesting, I, I was interested in a couple of things you said there which struck, struck a chord with me. So first, first one would be a question to you. You talked about home and work. Are, do people have different strengths at home and at work, or do they play up different elements of them according to the environment they're in? Often, yes, not always. Um, but we often get people to think about themselves in different parts of their lives because it can be quite enlightening to think about, mm. so which of my strengths do I bring to work and that whole conversation about bringing your whole self to work and, and so yeah. on. Um, so it can get you into uh, thinking about that. But you can imagine, yeah. can't you, that, that it's very easy maybe to end up with different parts of your lives where you bring different things to bear. And, and that might be fine. But there might well be opportunities to be using some of those strengths that you're regularly using at home, for example, to be using them more in the workplace or vice versa or at school or in your voluntary work or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. um, so we really encourage people to look across their lives in that kind of structured way so that they can try and develop that whole picture of their strengths. Yes. yes, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. And the other thing that you use the word emotional and, and certainly from my perspective, um, as, as well as being involved in engagement with success, my day job is that I, I run Woodread and we're a, a, a brand-based a brand -based internal comms and employee engagement consultancy. We help clients use their brands to engage their people. And the kind of engagement that 
we all as consumers or as employees have with brands is emotional. That's the strongest kind of engagement that we have. So we're, I'm very much thinking always in my, in my work around the sort of the emotional connection and how do we, how do we spark an emotional response in people? Um, and so that, that kind of ties in, doesn't it, really, with what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of the, the great opportunities, I think, about reflecting on, on how, how you engage with your work and, and, and how you engage with each other is to think about how that makes you feel and, and to be a bit more tuned into that. I think it's very easy for, for that stuff to be screened out by the sort of very rational approach that we tend to have to work and how we analyze what's working mm. well and what's not working well. We sometimes just overlook that personal impact and um, yeah. you know it's, uh, it's a bit ironic isn't it sometimes you talk about human resources and sometimes they don't feel particularly human in the no. way that those things come <laughs> into practice and um, I think that's where yeah. we can help to, to bring that balance back around this space a bit more. Absolutely and so so um, this sort of strength but strength I'm going to tr- struggle to get my teeth around this strength <laughs> based approach is, is, is very much what you're about and um, it it sounds to me like when people apply appreciative inquiry in an organization, it's almost like you're doing, you're doing the same thing, but to a human being uh, in, in a way. But um, I'm guessing there are other approaches that, that organizational psychologists or occupational psychologists take, but um, why do you think this is the best one? Um, I think for us, it's, it's the evidence there's quite a lot of evidence now to say that this is a very effective approach and and that evidence for us i suppose comes from two things it comes from the research mm-hmm. so if you look at a lot of the research that gallup has done about the impact on engagement um, when people are using their strengths every day at work they mm-hmm. are far more likely to be engaged at work uh, mm-hmm. when their managers take a strengths-based approach to managing them they are far more mm-hmm. likely to be engaged and far less likely to be disengaged Mm-hmm. Um, the, the work of people like Alex Lindley that have showed the impact, shown the impact on uh, self-efficacy and self-esteem and so on. So there, there's research out there showing the benefits of the strengths-based approach um, and also from our own experience. So the evidence from mm-hmm. our point of view, what we see with our own eyes when we're working with our clients and the impact it has and, and sort of the light bulb moments when the penny drops of just right. how different this feels. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna I'm going to come on in a little while to ask you to share if you if you're able to to perhaps share a few stories with us of where you've seen this really really working in, in practical terms. But um, before we before we get to that point, um, can you just explain you know, what what does it actually mean? Um, you, you you said it's about understanding you know what you're like when the when the light's really on you know when you're firing um, on all cylinders almost. But how, what does it mean in day to day terms to focus on people's strengths well i guess that there's there's a couple of um ways of looking at it and one is to is about the self-awareness um piece Mm -hmm. and to think about how the activities that you're engaged in provide the opportunity to use those strengths and we don't mean Uh that all activities every day should be using their strengths but actually being mindful of those opportunities and making the most of it so even if that's only five or ten minutes each day that you're actively doing something different that's consciously allowing you to make the most of your strengths that can have quite a big payback in terms of how that day how that day feels to you or how that day starts particularly if you do that at the start of the day as well Mm -hmm. as a contribution you can make to the team so um so there's a choice about what kind of activities you 
uh, engage in. Um, but it's also about the culture and the the interactions that people have with each other. And I think a very a very important part of this this whole space for us is about that um, that interaction effect and about the relationships between people. So we know, for example, around the the reasons people leave organisations and the reasons people often will leave a particular manager uh, is around lack of a feeling of appreciation. And, yeah. um, and I think there's a that, that goes hand in hand with the, the strengths piece because if we can create a situation where people are sharing feedback with each other in an authentic way mm-hmm. that makes people feel valued and also at the same time helps people feel appreciative of their colleagues is shining a light on the things that they value about them rather than just the things that frustrate them about them Mm -hmm. and that does help to strengthen the relationships between people and create a more positive work environment where people can be more effective but also um, more mindful about which tasks are best um, you know led by particular individuals because it plays to their strengths Mm -hmm. Um, so Mm -hmm. I think it's partly about the, the activities that but actually more and more so we're, the work we're doing is, is seeing the benefits around those those uh, connections between people as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so not just connections from, from manager to direct report and, and vice versa, but across peer groups as well and within Absolutely. team structures. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah okay, and, and, and so you were saying that in terms of how people would, would, would begin to follow an approach like this there's a number of different ways that they could do it that could be kind of um questionnaire based or or self-assessment based um how how else do do people kind of get started on this once they've sort of thought actually yeah okay this sounds sensible what what else can they do i think um the well the so there's the process of identifying your own strengths Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and as Martin said, you can use questionnaires, you can use strengths cards, you can use a more open-ended questioning approach. There's also something about organisations at, at, at sort of an organisational level looking at how they can take a strengths-based approach mm-hmm. or a more appreciative approach, I suppose. And mm-hmm. so that might involve looking at systems and policies and so on. So we see organisations taking strengths-based approaches to um, recruitment and selection or induction mm-hmm. and so on. Mm-hmm. Could I just interrupt a minute there, Michelle? Does that mean, for example, that you would look to plug a gap in a team where there was a lot of strengths in particular, but there was a few things missing, so you'd look to find people that would plug that gap? Is that is that what people might do? Not necessarily, no. no mm-hmm. More along the lines of taking... Um, taking a strengths-based approach across a recruitment so where we've more often seen it has perhaps been maybe at the graduate level uh, and mm-hmm. I think there are some risks okay. to saying oh well that this strengths profile is required for this job because mm-hmm. there are a number of ways of doing any job mm-hmm. um, yes. so given that we're talking about those underlying qualities and we're not talking about skills and knowledge mm-hmm. um, we would be very reluctant to say well there is a specific strengths profile that goes to this job um, because right. that's you know that that sort of is limiting in itself. I think yeah. one of the other things that we would say, a couple of things actually. One is that there are risks associated with just taking a strengths-based approach to one thing in your organisation, because of course then you raise expectations across an organisation. Mm-hmm. So for example, if you're just doing it around selection and people join the organisation and then they're not managed by strengths, then mm-hmm. there are some challenges around that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other thing linked to that is that helping people to identify their strengths is just the first step. So raising right. strength awareness is step one. Um, mm-hmm. And we do that so that we can help people to use their strengths more often. So going through the questionnaire or any other process to help people to identify their strengths is just the first stage. You can't sort of tick the box and say, okay, done with that now, move on to the next thing. It's about raising awareness so that people can then start using their strengths more often and can be managed by their strengths more often. And those are very simple steps to do Mm. that. It's about making small changes, ideally building up habits, um, Mm -hmm. so we can maybe start looking for opportunities to be using our strengths in a different kind of way, or as managers, mm-hmm. maybe asking different kinds of questions to encourage people to be using their strengths more. But that strengths use bit is really important if you're actually going to bring about wider scale change. Yes, yes. Okay. And, and uh, sorry, Martin, you were going to chip in there. So I, I think. was just going to add something, I guess, to, to, to the general point that we've made around uh, the ways in which you can um, start to think about strengths and, and to. Uh, I was going to use the word assess strengths. Um, it's probably worth mentioning that some of the, the um, conference presentations that we do, we often make a point uh, about encouraging people to question whether the, the 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 tools they're using and the approach they're using is necessarily the right one. So I mentioned that questionnaires are a, a, a tool of choice often and a, a starting point for many people, but we've often seen um, there can be some downsides of taking that approach, mm-hmm. um, which we would... Um, suggest sometimes is, is not necessary so and the reason I, I say that is that if you imagine that you're working with a client as a coach and you ask your client to complete a questionnaire to to get some insight around their strengths what can happen in that situation is that the power balance shifts so that the the, the coach is the one with the power in that situation they're the one who knows that tool and knows the terminology that that tool uses mm-hmm. um, and so the the clients can very easily defer to that expert to help get a a better understanding of themselves if that makes sense yeah Um, and so often we would suggest that it might be more effective to use a more organic approach um, so that the client maintains that sense of control so that you're facilitating them to get a better awareness of their strengths and how they can use that going forward rather than them sort of expecting that there will be an answer that comes from the, the tool or from the expert in that situation yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It does. Yes. It does. Okay. Um, so you, you were you were saying, Michelle, that um, once you've sort of identified the strengths, that's the first step, and then the next step is to actually start to use it um, or use them um, and form habits. Could could you? Well, I guess two quick questions. Um, one is, do strengths are there are there sort of typical buckets of strengths? You know, do they fall into particular themes? You know, there's like well, I'm really, really good at, at building teams. I'm really, really good at getting everyone on the same page or I'm really, really good at the nth degree detail. Um, you know, do, do, do strengths fall into little kind of categories that you could maybe pick one and give us an example of then how you might um, demonstrate that or use that on a, you know, build a habit that would use that? Um, I think, I mean, different people will categorize them in, in, in different ways. And I think mm-hmm. different combinations of strengths, you know, show themselves differently in different people. We try and encourage people to, um, um, 
to define their strengths for themselves. So we give people a prompt. We give people maybe some words and some images. That's how we typically do it. Uh, but mm -hmm. then why the reason we do that is that then they can tell their own story around their strengths so they can build up their own language around it right. because then they own their strengths and they can tell their own stories about it and recognize where they use those strengths and what words they would use to describe it once they've had a sort of springboard to start from. Um, mm -hmm. and, and in that way, you're more likely to remember it and you're more likely to have the emotional connection uh, to it. So that, that's the way we tend to encourage things. Um, right. To give uh, the sort of example, there may be an example might be uh, you might have a strength in curiosity, for example, um, mm -hmm. and uh, showing interest in new and different things maybe might be connected to that. So if you're looking to build a new habit and a way of using that strength more often, then maybe you build into your working day half an hour to do some reading or right. uh, 20 minutes to attend um, a, an online uh, radio show or whatever it might be to build <laughs> yeah. on your learning that you maybe then arrange to go and have a coffee with someone else to talk about it and talk about how you can apply that. Mm -hmm. So it's about identifying what those things are. And, and maybe if you've got some strengths that might be people related, uh, then maybe you start getting yourself involved in, arranging the next um, team social or mm. those kinds of things. So looking for those opportunities, but we would really encourage people to think about small habits, things that you can do, maybe build into your schedule five or 10 minutes a day to start mm. building up your, your strengths use. And if it's something mm. you're going to do publicly, so maybe you're going to start sharing more ideas in the team meeting, for example, you might even want to have somebody in that meeting that you've told what you're doing and, and get a bit of feedback on that. Right, and so right. then you're sort of uh, involving someone else in that and you can look at how you're building that strength and whether it's starting to have an impact in the way you want it to be having an impact. Mm, mm, that makes sense. And, and so if people are listening to this and thinking this sounds quite an interesting idea, I quite like, I'd quite like to start trying to make my organisation move in a little bit more of this direction. Um, what, what advice would you give them if they wanted to do that, uh, Martin? Well, I think it's important to start and start simple. Um, mm -hmm. What we find is actually that, um, that this kind of approach can generate quite a lot of energy and momentum in, in its own right. So mm -hmm. um, if you can find a, a place where there is interest um, to, to start raising this, this area of topic and, 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 get, and using it, then, then go with that. Um, we often would try to start with leadership teams um, so that you have that buy-in from the top, but it doesn't always mm. have to be the case that, that, mm. that that's where you start. Um, and I think uh, providing the, that forum for people to apply it and, and sort of see the benefits of it is, is the simplest thing. Um, mm. So, um, you know, it's, it's something where it doesn't require a huge amount of prompting from us in the sessions that we run, in the workshops that we have. You know, it's, um, people are very open to taking the time to reflect on their strengths, they often recognize that they haven't given it as much thought as they might have done in the past. Uh, and so providing that space for them to do that and a bit of uh, a structure for them to, to have those conversations and to then think about how they can apply that themselves uh, in a way that they can then cascade out into the people that they're managing. Um, you know, it's, it's all pretty, pretty mm -hmm. uh, simple stuff to, to apply it's just I'm, it's interesting we're still amazed how often it feels like a light bulb moment for people where they <laughs> they've kind of overlooked these things yeah. especially when you start think, to think about managers reflecting on the people that they manage you know some managers it comes very naturally to but yeah. others would be very 
readily able to tell you about the things that are frustrating about the people that they lead and about mm -hmm. the things that they need to help those people to improve um, mm -hmm. but are a bit shocked sometimes to stop and think about the qualities that they really value and appreciate about those people without maybe necessarily having told them or stopped to think yeah. about it yeah there's, there's a lot of time people say oh well they they know i think that they must know yeah, i think that. exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And, and when you ask like they they perhaps didn't yeah and do you do you encourage people to um share what they have learned about themselves to others i mean you know i i mean i'm quite interested now to discover whether i have any strengths whatsoever so um if i discover <laughs> them do I uh, do I do I tell my colleagues? Do I say, oh, actually, you know, I've, I've discovered that I'm quite a this, that, and the other type of person, and then they say, are you really? Or yes, well, we could have told you that. I mean, you know, do 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 you encourage people to share this information widely, or or what? Well, yes, in a way, but actually, we we tend to try and do it the other way around. So um, provide the situations where which you can hear from other people about the strengths that they see in you. And mm -hmm. so that you can then put that together with your own self-reflection. Mm -hmm. um, and for two reasons. One is you may have some strength blind spots. Um, yes. You know, it's, quite, it's quite amazing how often people um, receive feedback from their colleagues or um, their, their direct reports, their manager, uh, about strength for them to respond along the lines of, really? Well, that's, that's not a strength. That's just me. And then, of course, yes. the rest of the team will very often then say, yes, exactly, but that's you, and that's what we love about you, because you're the that one in the team who brings yeah. that. Yeah, that um, makes so sense. It's very easy it? to mm -hmm. downplay our own strengths and think that they're not yeah. important um, when, yeah. and overvalue others. So to hear other people say what they appreciate in you is actually very, very powerful. But it's mm. also very valuable for those people giving you that feedback to take a moment and stop and think about what they appreciate about you because it helps them appreciate you even more by having asked them that question about you. Right, um, right. So in that context, then, it doesn't feel like you're sharing um, the, 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 the information about your own strengths that you've come mm. to, to recognize and bigging yourself up too much. It mm. actually is more a conversation about about you that feels more balanced, if that makes sense. So that, that's yeah. how we tend to do it. Yes, yes, so that makes sense. I think um, it's uh, it's interesting. As it almost sounds like this is really the, the glue of employee engagement, in a sense. It's the glue of, uh, of creating more effective relationships and more productive working relationships and enabling people to be a bit more honest and open and transparent with themselves and with each other. Absolutely. And one of the really lovely things that we see is that when people have received that feedback and have that connection with each other about where their strengths are and what people appreciate in each other, mm. then it makes other things easier. So it's mm. much easier for me to receive critical feedback from somebody who I know values me for these other things. We've already had those strengths conversations. Those other conversations, those more, more difficult conversations can come more easily then because the trust and the value is there. Yes, yes, absolutely. Now, I promise that we... we talk a little bit about some stories where uh, practical examples of this and and without sort of um you know giving away any 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 confidentialities can you can you just tell us a little bit about uh give us some examples of when you've seen something really change and have real impact as a result of taking this approach yeah there's, there's a few but one, one that brings to mind straight away as a quick example is we we had a, a session with a um an HR team at a, a national organization 
where the light bulb came in for them about the fact that they had their annual review process. Um, there's a whole organization, where all managers in that organization got together every year to discuss performance and review how things are going. Mm. And it suddenly hit them that actually the entire focus of those annual get-togethers was negative. It was all about what's broken, what needs fixing, what do we need to change next year, what's not good enough. Mm-hmm. And they spent no time in that in that forum to stop and think about actually what have we achieved what's going well what are the strengths that we've got available how can we make the most of those to take that forward in the next year to to help us achieve even more and it's a very simple change but i think that that realization that they were missing a big part of the story in in the way they'd set that agenda was was very powerful very powerful we've got just over a minute uh, left always flies by so um if you've got another quick example uh, i'd love to hear it if not um one thing that people who are listening could perhaps take away from today's uh conversation can you do both you yeah do both i'll try minute? and do both in one minute, on, minute. um so I, I guess the other the other times that i've seen significant shift so uh reminds me of um, a team builder around a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. the change in one day in a team um from spending some time building on strengths exactly that exercise martin mentioned earlier about each of them giving feedback to each other on Mm -hmm. what they really valued in each other we saw a significant shift in the trust uh within the team and the team cohesion just in one day um clearly we've got to see yet the impact of that on a long-term basis but um yeah big impact one thing to take away i think one thing to take away is simple steps uh, make a big difference. This doesn't have to be complicated. Um, mm-hmm. If people want something practical to do from today, then we have a free self-reflection on our website at mybest.com, um, and people are, are very welcome to go there. And then there is a process they can be taken to through to to reflect on their strengths. Excellent. Yeah, and also yeah, then there's a 360 feedback version you can um, do as well. So if you just, just drop us an email, then we're happy to um, give okay. a free use of that to anybody who's listening. And that's at mybest.com. Excellent. Thank you very much, um, Michelle Deeks and Martin Galton from Work Positive. Um, That's been a really fascinating 30 minutes. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.